Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the funny thing about yoga. It's season two. I just had to say that. Season two. Black shoes, white socks, shouldn't be worn in the church. (laughs) I don't even know what that's that's, from. Yeah, that's from a drag queen. You wouldn't know that. But uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to season two. Uh, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Gianna and I were just on the phone, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be we were talking, I'm like, we should just stop talking and have the conversation for a podcast episode because there's, this is a fruitful conversation. And um, when inspiration strikes my little nugget BB, nothing mm-hmm. can stop. Well, you know, when I have my, you know, OCD and ADD, I have to get, when I want to get hyper-focused, which I do all the time, getting hyper-focused on conversation for yoga is a good thing because we can record, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. Uh, so we are here to have a conversation that Gianna and I were talking about on the phone. Do you just want to give them kind of a brief overview of what we were talking about, G? Sure. And I just have to say that there's so many layers to the thoughts around these conversations that like, yeah, I'm, it's not we going to be trying... like, a. it's going to be more of a conversation. It's not going to be like a linear, like one, two, three, we're just going to talk. Yeah. It's definitely all over the place. And like, we mm. were even trying to think of a podcast title and it's like, okay. I actually thought of one actually before you got on the phone, maybe <laughs> you could take this out, but I was thinking like the yoga, t- the yoga teacher spiral. Okay. That could like be a bunch over... of different things, but yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. So, uh, synopsis of this is like, you know, Bradshaw and I have talked a a lot about like kind of getting in autopilot, I guess, with your teaching to a point where you can kind of just like do your job because, you know, it is a job. This is, you know, we need to pay the bills, make a living. You're doing your job that you kind of like can in these moments, usually during burnout or whatever, disconnect from you know, the students on some level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when you have these moments of inspiration, you're like really investing in and caring about students and you're really trying to make a difference in their lives and their practice. Um, And like, is there such thing as like caring too much? Like this is, Mm -hmm. this is just a brief starting point. I think we can talk about because I know for both of us, we've been really inspired lately and trying to help our students. Um, let's just say, for example, like the other day I was trying to help someone in their down dog and Mm -hmm. the down dog kept becoming more of a plank and less of a down dog. And I was like, no, 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 press your chest to your thighs, press your chest to your thighs, press your chest, lift your hips higher. And, you know, and I'm like, Okay, great. And then it was still a plank. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just like, I'm like, okay. So how much do you care? Yeah. And like, where's the line and what, like, you know, I was talking about this um, very similar thing, Gianna, which is like, I was telling this person in Warrior Run, put your back heel down, put your back heel down, 45 degrees, put your back heel down, put it down, put it down. And then they just don't put it down. 
And I was talking, I was giving this example to a friend of mine and they said, that would be me. That mm-hmm. would be me in a yoga class. And I was, well, they're like, they said, I'm a very different type of learner. I need mm-hmm. to like really see it. I need to be like, vi- I need to visually see the thing. So yeah. I was wondering in situations like that, do you go after and be like, yes. hey, I know this is really hard for me to explain during class, but let me show you what I mean. So that's what I did in this down dog example, because this happened to me did the other help? day. Well, first I was like, n- like the down dog became less of a down dog and became more of a plank. So I was like, I was like, no, so do the opposite. No, I was like, so yes, exactly. I was like, no, do the opposite of that. And then when they weren't getting it, I literally did a down dog next to them. And mm. I was like, like this, and they still didn't do it. So Oh, uh, I wonder. I, kn- I wonder if it's like overwhelming with like being in a classroom setting, and if they would be able to learn it more on one on one when people so, are around. So that's that's what I did. So after class, I went up to this person mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, I didn't mean." I was like, "I'm so sorry if I confused you even more." I was yeah. like, "I totally did not mean to do that." I was like, "It's so hard in the fast paced class." I was like, "Do you want me to explain what I what I was trying to show you?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, that would be great." And so I, and we did it together and I like broke it down again and they were able to do it. So it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like a physical limitation that they had where they couldn't, it just wasn't clicking. It just yeah. Wasn't it's clicking. not like they couldn't do a down dog and it was still, you know, you could tell their hamstrings were tight, their heels were lifted, their knees were bent, but it was several stages more of a down dog than it was a plank you know Mm. like it was it was definitely more down dog than plank like and I was like okay I think you're gonna your shoulders are gonna thank you for this because you know imagine just every time doing a down dog like doing a plank instead that's so much on the Mm -hmm. shoulders for a full hour class Mm -hmm. um and so so I care from that perspective because I'm like I don't want this person's shoulders to be super fatigued and then they build a relationship with yoga where they're like oh this is so freaking hard and they even said to me after class they're like I always feel so sore the next day all around and and they were holding their deltoids like all around here and I was like yeah I I can imagine why you would feel so sore there like you Mm. were like almost in like a planche like plank I was like you don't have to do that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I, I can't really, you know, I, I relate to that. And I also relate to like this since I really been trying to like give people pointers, you know, where to put their hands in down dog, how to flatten their back and halfway lift and like really try to give some one-on-one attention and something that I've been struggling with. And I can, and the thing is I can hear, I'm like, what would the advice be? And like, I've given people this advice and I'm realizing Right now, it's hard for me to follow my own advice that I've had on this mm-hmm. podcast, which is like teach to the middleman. Yeah. Teach to the middleman, you know, like the at the medium in the room, you know, like so if there's two people who have never done yoga and then 30 people who have, you kind of have to teach more to the 30 people who have and the two people who haven't because it's a public yoga class. Mm-hmm. But I found myself feeling badly. And then I'm like, are they having a bad experience? And I know that that's like not all on me. But I'm like, I'm teaching a vinyasa class and they have no idea what a chaturanga is. They have no idea what a down dog is. They don't know any of the poses. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's overwhelming. And I'm, I'm my advice in the past has been like, well, they'll learn along the way. But it's just like some people may just get so overwhelmed they don't come back. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what's that, the answer that, for that? Unfortunately, that is what happens so many times. And I when mm-hmm. I see someone like super struggling in class, I typically... I don't want to make them feel like 
pointed out called out yeah you know necessarily even by speaking to them privately after class so i usually try to like give positive reinforcement so that it doesn't seem like i'm just giving them attention because they were the struggling student so i'll be mm-hmm. like i would be, I'll, I'll say something like have you i was like have you taken my class before i feel like i i haven't seen you or you know i'll make mm-hmm. it like that like it's like maybe they haven't been in my class before but i'm not saying they're new to yoga and then they yeah. usually will tell me and be like oh well, you did great like if they're like oh this is like my first time or it's like only my third class i'm like oh you did great yeah. i was like just like there's so many different styles of yoga and there's so many different teachers and i'll make sure to like say something like that so they mm-hmm. know that there are other options cuz for me personally, I typically teach a lot of, uh, you know, vinyasa two threes. And like, that's if, if someone came to that or even just my regular vinyasa class, which is still a vinyasa class, I don't think it's, um, it's definitely teaching to that middle line, but it's definitely, you know, breath to movement, you know, okay. well, that's also vinyasa though. It's, like, it's that's vinyasa. Also, it's not, that's the hard thing is it's like when you're teaching a vinyasa class, yes, you can do a slower pace vinyasa class, but still vinyasa is a rhythmic. I say this fucking all the time in class because this is something that I learned from Jason. And I, I just really like this simple, efficient way of saying what vinyasa is, which is like vinyasa yoga is a rhythmic based practice where you're linking breath and movement. Okay. So I have two thoughts about this because, and, and they're, I'm kind of jumping off in a couple different directions, but one is that, you know, when I teach vinyasa, I stick to the format. Like I'm teaching a, a just mm-hmm. a regular vinyasa that doesn't say it's beginners. It doesn't say it's advanced. Mm-hmm. I try to teach to the middle line. If I'm teaching a vinyasa one or beginners, I definitely stick to the foundations and then if I'm doing a two, three, I obviously amp it up and I will do sometimes a little bit more breath to movement stuff for a longer period of time. And I'll always include options for inversions or arm balances yeah. or, I'll, or I'll break something down. With this said, I got a review that wasn't a great review like a few weeks ago for my vinyasa class, regular vinyasa class. Someone wrote, it was a nice teacher, but definitely not a beginner's class. And then they didn't give me a good rating. And it's like, but it also wasn't a beginner's, but class. it, but it wasn't a beginner's class. Exactly. So I'm like, that's okay. like, that's where I'm, you know, I'm struggling with like, uh, again, we were, I, I mean, there's more context with John and I were having this conversation we've been having conversations. Like I do not read reviews at all. Mm-hmm. Um, ever because I get obsessive and uh, there could be a thousand good reviews. And then I will, I am the person who will focus on the one bad review and I would rather just not know. And then if it is an actual, you know, an issue that the manager of the studio would have a conversation with me, like you need to cue more in this class or whatever it is, I would much rather have it like that because I don't like to read reviews because I obsess and like, then I will uh, like obsess, obsess, obsess. Um, there, you know, should I tell, should I Why tell you... this, this story? I'm like smiling because of the whole issue with the reviews I've been getting that aren't really for me. Should I well, tell Gianna story got, later? Well, Gianna, well, no, well, Gianna got <laughs> reviews saying like the teacher didn't, this, the, 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 the teacher didn't introduce himself. So I don't, as far as I know, yeah, they're using Gianna male doesn't, Gianna pronouns. doesn't go and Gianna never teaches hot. And I'm sh- for sure it was my class. Like I'm 99.9% I keep sure getting, it was me. So there's like a class pass glitch where, 
for some reason, my name keeps popping up popping on classes up for, for, that I did not she teach. Didn't teach. But it's ruining my review. <laughs> yeah, and my so rating. I just, but I was like, well, that that review is definitely about me, and it's funny because the it's not funny. The we don't know that it's for you. You're assuming. No, I'm ninety nine point nine because they said he was very nice, but he didn't use a lot of cues, which I don't, and I'm kind of known for that for not over queuing. And I think that like, so and it's funny because I got a compliment two weeks prior saying like, I love that you don't talk a lot, that there's a lot of silence and space. You don't over cue things. And then I get this review. And again, Gianna's saying it's not me. It was definitely mine. Like it, I'm But it's in my, it's my name. So it's yeah, just, so it doesn't, who cares? Yeah, so, it's really, well, it's, it's anyone listening, quotes. um, <laughs> any managers listening, it was probably about me. Um, but I know I did. <laughs> they're like, we know. Um, <laughs> But I saw no, that they're like, uh huh. No, that that I saw this review and I was like, I was like, like, yeah, uh, uh, not a lot of queuing. It would have been hard for a beginner. And it's funny. I'm like, I'm trying to keep it more simple for beginners and not do too much talking. Mm-hmm. And then I get like, I get complimented about it, and then I have a review from someone who has the complete opposite experience. And I know. And again, can I just finish my thought? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm waiting for the, the thought to finish. No, me too. Ready. I don't even know what the thought is. No, my <laughs> but my thought is is like you. I know I can't please everyone, and I'm very aware of that. But I'm also just like, I, I feel like I try, and then mm-hmm. you know it just it's kind of like oh that person had a bad experience and I thought it was too hard, or yeah, but you know like, are, like that makes people are going to think that. That's going to happen all the time. And it is sad. And it sucks that we can't please everyone all the time. And I'm just mm-hmm. like you, like, I, I, it really being... bothers me that like, I, it's a people pleaser thing. Like those reviews yeah. really get to me, but I have to look at the facts. Like when I got that bad review that said that it wasn't a beginner's class, I was upset because I was like, oh, I hope they don't feel unwelcome. But then I'm yeah. like, but it wasn't a beginner's, a beginner's class. class. It was It's like, I have to remember that like I did the job like I it is a job and I fulfilled the format and that you know and And then I also yeah I mean I also have to think too it's just along the same lines which is like if 90 95 percent of the people loved your class five percent didn't and one had a bad experience out of 30 people or whatever that's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. and that um sometimes the things that people love about you other people don't like and that is also okay yeah you know, I so agree. it's like there will there's someone it's like they said that I was very nice. They didn't think I cute cute a lot. So at least they didn't say I was mean, which I've also gotten reviews that I'm not. Nice, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a whole other story. But like um, that I'm like, OK, well, I, th- maybe they could they'll find someone who teaches the same format who cues more to what they like. And that's totally fine. And like, that's what I have to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I just think that like looking into those reviews and stuff is like it, it I find it to be more of a curse. And mm-hmm. again, if there's like something that's really an issue, I would m- much rather just have a conversation like we would prefer, you know, we've gotten some feedback. We prefer if you queued a little bit more for this class. Um, yeah, I think that then like, you know, then reading something from an anonymous person online and that's another uh, another thing is, is like I have a big personality in class and like I am, I think, sometimes just naturally a polarizing vibe, which is OK. And I just have to be aware of that. Like, I'm just not mm-hmm. like a like I, I, you know, I have a sense of humor. I like can, you know, 
be sassy sometimes, which I think is really funny. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people come to my classes for and enjoy. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's a blessing, but it's also like that's not going to vibe with everyone. And I have to be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, but all of us, every single yoga teacher has this in our own ways. Like, yes, like you're speaking about yourself in a certain way. But like, I I think that people assume that I mean, you Mm. know, and so you you are. (laughs) (laughs) but i i really do like i have to make a concerted Mm. effort to try to be outwardly friendly because i think mm -hmm. when i'm just in my head and pensive and like i'm usually Mm. i'm such an introvert i'm usually just quiet Mm. into myself and i think that's really easily mistaken for like being a bitch and it's it's really funny yeah. Gianna because like you and I are very very similar and very very different which mm-hmm. is like I think we have a very different like you talking about <laughs> this idea of care like I know you personally and I know I know you as a yoga teacher and I know you as a friend and I also know you as a friend who happens to be a yoga teacher so I, you know I know you on many different levels and you're someone who really really cares like you really, really care about the practice. You really care about your students. And so you go in with a serious attitude because this is something that you take very seriously. And your perception is that maybe people perceive you as cold or bitchy, where mm-hmm. I think that I come in like with this, like, I don't give a shit attitude, which is not how I feel. But I think that, that may be like how the perception is just like, I mm-hmm. kind of like blase and I don't care. But like, the funny thing is, is that we both go home and obsess. Like I may, like, like when yeah. I read, like I'm a, ve- like what I'm trying to say, the point that I'm trying to say is I think that you and I do connect on this level of like, we care deeply. And if we feel as if we've offended someone or hurt someone or made them feel bad, we really, we really does affect us. Mm-hmm. I, um, to go back to my original thing that I was going to say, because I kind of went on this tangent about mm-hmm. reviews. Um, so like if I had like that person, let's go back to the person struggling and, you know, just your regular vinyasa class, I try really hard to make them feel welcome after and then give mm-hmm. them another suggestion of a different class. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want one bad experience even if it is in my class and it's sad to be like the person giving that mm-hmm. bad experience just because it's doesn't match like the style or the level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or even it could even be me in the vibe. Like sometimes the vibe's just not a match and that's okay. Yeah, that's as true. much as, that, as so much true. as that sucks, it it's a factor, you know, mm. I will try to be like, Oh, like you should try so-and-so's class or this format or whatever. So anytime where you're finding that you see that person who's definitely showing that they're like, just not into the class. Like you can kind of tell when they're just like, yeah. So when you do see that person, I try to talk to them in a non-confrontational way and just like really casually and and try to Mm -hmm. give them a different suggestion or just just try to be really friendly. Just to also show that that you care that you're like that you see them and that you care and that like this may have not this may not vibe with you but there's so many other options like come back have it you know yeah yeah and remember remember the story i told on the podcast about <laughs> about the person i was really struggling with my ego who told me that my two three class wasn't two three enough even though yeah, i yeah. did like a million like that has like kind of opposite end of the spectrum where i was getting the feedback to my face from a student Mm-hmm. Even though that was hard for my ego, I do prefer that because you were saying 
you know, you were talking about reviews and being anonymous and like how that does. Yeah. I would much rather just someone come up to me and like, that was too hard. Yeah. And, and like have like a conversation with them there. 100%, but not enough me people too. do that. And I, mm. I do say at the end of class, like if you have questions about anything we did today, or if there was something that you want to know more about, like I'm here, talk to yeah, me, talk to me about it after class. Almost no one t- mm. talk, like takes me up on that. I can mm-hmm. count like on both hands in this past year, mm-hmm. actually probably on one hand, how many, I think two people. Most people actually... ask me, what was that song during Shavasana? That's usually what I get. Yeah. People ask me I, about my yeah. music. <laughs> no, I, nice. I had, I had someone ask me about um, like standing splits the other day and, you know, just mm-hmm. someone asked me about their handstand, but like, mm-hmm. there's nothing I think it's like, yeah, like that was two things mm. in the last six months that I remember yeah. someone like actually taking me after class to ask about. Yeah, no, I, people ask me more. I shouldn't say that. You know, what's really interesting, Gianna, that it's funny that you mentioned this. The thing that's been happening to me more, and this didn't happen to me for a while, is people coming up and saying, I have this pain here. I have this like ache here. My shoulder feels mm. weird here. And you know how I feel about that, which mm-hmm. is, I like, you know, I've said this many times and I'll say it again. I, I think that this is very good advice for any yoga teachers listening to this. You're not a doctor. You're not a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. You like if they're like this hurts in down dog, you can show them different ways of doing down dog to maybe troubleshoot what may feel better for them. But you have no idea what's going on in their body. And so yeah. this this happened two or three times like the past week. There was this one student who was like. My back really hurts and down dog. And I was like, well, maybe we can try, you know, certain things. I was like, but like, does it hurt a lot? And he's like, well, I can't really lift anything too heavy when I lift. And I go, have you like had an MRI? Have you gone to a physical therapist? And he's like, actually, my sister's a physical therapist. And I said, don't worry. I'm just going to ask my yoga teacher. <laughs> and you're like, uh, Which I'm your just like, I'm like, go, I'm like, go back to your, go back to your sister who knows way more than I do. Like I, or like students, like I had this, you know, I've been running a lot and like, I have a really bad pain in the front of my hip and it, it really hurts. And I'm like, well, have you, have you taken a couple days off? Have you iced it? Have you gotten a massage? Like, um, when does it hurt? Show me the poses that it hurts in. Again, we can troubleshoot, but they're like, I don't know. Nothing really helps. And I said, no, you should go get an MRI or go to a physical therapist. See, you're even saying too much for me. I would not even tell them to go get an MRI. I'd be like, just go to your doctor. Because I feel like, uh, yeah. like that's still too, that's still too prescriptive I, you know, in seen, my opinion. And, and, yeah. 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 Oh, you're saying to go to a physical therapist? No, I would just be like, go talk to your doctor. I wouldn't even say doctor, go, yeah. go get an MRI. That's too prescriptive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm- well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, but you know what I mean? I'm saying just like, go, I don't have the information. What's, I don't know what's going on your shoulder. I can't see. Maybe you should go well, get an x-ray. I, I agree with you. I mean, I always will try to help change a posture to make it more comfortable or I can give them, you know, if it's like a knee thing, I'm like, okay, like mm. I'll show you something where you don't have to put the knee down or, you know, mm. like if there's like variations and adjustments you could make yeah. if someone's like you know i've had people who had like knee replacements don't want to do any kind of anjaneyasana stuff yeah, yeah. or but i have like seen, those I... things are easy for me to to change but i can't i don't want to ever go outside my scope of practice no. to like be you know prescriptive no, no, like I... oh you should be doing more of the, more of this kind of stuff i'm like when yoga yeah. teachers actually do that i'm like you're 
You're not. Literally. But the thing is, Gianna, is that I still see it. I've seen it a couple times in the past couple months where I've 100%. been around where students have gone up to teachers and they're like, oh, my shoulder. They're like, oh, it's probably because of this, this, this. I'm like, this fucking person doesn't know shit. Mm-hmm. Why are you telling them that their shoulders messed up because of X, Y, and Z? You know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know nothing. It's like, it's so inappropriate. Like it's, I think it's, it's definitely something where I will get on a, a soapbox because I'm like, you as a yoga teacher do not have that scope. You should not be telling people that they're, you know, their hip flexors are hurting because of yeah. how they sit in their chair. I, you know, like even if something was simple like that, you don't know. I agree with you. And also I've been seeing this on Instagram a lot, like uh, from a couple of like yoga accounts and influencers, you know how they're, and, and I made one of these types of reels, like things I no longer do as a yoga teacher. I saw one the other day that had like hundreds of likes and, you know, thousands and thousands of views. And it was like things I always do as a yoga teacher. And one of those things is like, I always ask my students if they have injuries and I'm, and I wanted to comment on it so bad, but I don't want to be an internet yeah, that troll. Would start, that would have just started like, I do not want to be an internet troll, but I'm going to say it here on the podcast. Cause this is my platform and whatever. Um, but I just don't think no matter how long you're teaching and how much, you know, I just don't think it's the time or place to individually address. You're going to ask a class of 30 people. What, 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 what have you have injuries? What? Yeah. I've told this, I've told this story before, but I've been in a class where the teacher went around to all 20 people and asked us. And I'm like, one, you're not going to remember Two, What are you going to tell me? That is like, besides like, oh, this hurts, then stay off of it. That is really going to help me out. You're not. Um, It's just too much. But I think, I think though, to go back to like caring and the intent, I see the intent as being, you know, coming from a place. It's a good intent. It is. Yeah. Coming from a good place. So it's like, I think Bradshaw, we've learned to have boundaries in a way Mm -hmm. of like, like only, uh, only agreeing or like putting ourselves out there to help in the way that we are, you know, trained to help. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it doesn't mean that like our feelings don't get hurt when, when someone doesn't, doesn't listen or doesn't care about the help or effort that we're putting out there. Uh, Maybe you can give me some advice on this because you also know me very well. Like I can be very headstrong, very stubborn. And I know I can be neurotic. I even say this to my students. I like, I know I can be neurotic, but like in a public yoga class, when I'm teaching something and someone just refuses to do it, not because they're injured, just because they're just like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time. I'm going to be vulnerable and honest. Like it literally like this person took my class and I was like, oh, reach your arms a little higher. And she looked, she looked at me and was like, I got it. And I wanted to be like, you don't got it. (laughs) <laughs> because you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And I'm the teacher. And like, and, and I think that comes from a place of, there's a couple things. I think you have it's an my issue ego. With a, yeah, you have an issue with I, authority. I definitely I have know an you issue do. with authority. You know that. I have an issue with, like, I, I think it comes from my childhood of people not listening. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm saying something and you're not listening. Um, And I also think it has to do with etiquette, which is just yeah. like, what like why are you here then yeah yeah I li- is that too am i being too extreme you know me though you know i can be like i you know i can like then i'm like okay bradshaw like take a deep fucking breath relax it's just a yoga class i don't know i know i 
I can feel similarly and I'll, but I'll like, because here's the thing, like we are not sequencing a class for ourselves, you know, like, like everything that we are sequencing sequencing for an experience, for an experience and with an intention. And so it's like, when we say to do thing, something a certain way, we're usually preparing the body for something else to come. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. to like, make it well-rounded. So if you were, you know, saying lift your shoulder blades and someone's not lifting their shoulder blades, even, you know, that's also, it's like, this is a twofold thing, but I get Mm -hmm. it. Like when you want them to have, you know, your for lack of a better word, like curating that experience experience. in class. But two, I think this is probably because I know you personally, Mm -hmm. you, you like to be an antagonist. So if it's something like, it's true. If it's something like, you know, one of these like anatomy rules that are like, that are, is a little antiquated, like pull your shoulders down your back when your arms are overhead. Like, I think you're going to be bothered that like, you know, that that's not like necessary. It bothers me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't tuck your chair. You don't tuck your tailbone in chair. I know. So I think that's not how it's done. I think it's a little bit more, it's twofold for you. So it's a little bit like, yes, people aren't listening to you, whatever, but I think you also want to be right. Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I mean, everyone, I, I know right. you, you want, you want to be right. And you want to like have a game changing moment for someone, but like people don't yeah, care. I think that's people a, don't that's care. a hundred percent. It's like, I want to have a game. And I want, I want them to like this, like try this. This is like, you've been doing it this way. We can do it this way. And this is the, and I shouldn't be like, this is the better way, but I'm like, this is the better way. And um, yeah, it annoys it. Like, and again, that I, that has to do with me. That has pretty, that doesn't really have to do with them. Yeah. And so I know I've that. been teaching and we've talked about this before. I've been teaching chair pose. Well, the last few weeks I'm, I'm over this sequence now, but I've been teaching chair pose a few ways where like you bring your knees forward in chair to hide your toes. And then you bring your knees back so that you can reveal your toes and see your toes. And I just like, before I let them hold the chair and then I keep them with their hips back so that they can see their toes. And I'll say something about like, toes can be up or down. I don't care if you lift your toes. I just want your hips back. So you feel your quads and I'll see people lift their toes, lower their toes. And like majority of the time, even though the toes do not need to be lifted, I see people who still choose, even though they're like going through the process of learning don't need to be lifted. They still choose to lift it. People, I think, just like to like follow these arbitrary rules. And I think it has more to do with like old school tradition and just be like, oh, it's it's like when you have a habit, it's just like hard to break that habit. And you know how well, they was- say it takes 21 days to like create a new habit? The new research on that is, is that it takes 10 weeks at least. So it's way mm-hmm. longer than 21 days. And I just don't think people actually give it the time that mm-hmm. it needs, whether it's like a big habit, like, you know, sleep training or, you know, quitting smoking or whatever it is, like lifting your fucking toes and chair bones. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to the original kind of point and theme here is that is there such thing as like caring too much? Like what is the line for a yoga teacher to, you know, what is that line of like control, like to the ego Mm -hmm. control of the class and like surrendering to the ego, you know, it's, I think Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting question. I think that there's, I don't think that it's like a, 
I think it depends on the person. And I think that there's not like a definitive answer. I think that it's, I think that it's like, it's twofold. It's like, yes, it's ego and like taking a deep breath and like for me, not trying to be a stubborn, not trying to control, not trying to be like, you have to listen to me. It's something mm-hmm. that I struggle with. And then also um, caring, like it is important to care about your students and it is important to see your students and, you know, do your best to have them have breakthroughs. That's not going to happen every single time because yeah. we're not perfect and that's okay. Um, but I think that this is an important discussion because Gianna and I have been, you know, I have, a, I know a lot of yoga teachers where they have imposter syndrome. They're nervous about teaching. They're, mm-hmm. you know, nervous about how people are, you know, students are going to perceive them. And I think that it's important for people like us who are tenure teachers who have been teaching yoga for, you know, a while to let people know out there that like, we have those feelings too. Yeah. You know, we, I have, you know, feelings of insecurity, feelings of like not being good enough, feelings of being like, did they like it? Did they not like it? Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't feel them as much as I did when I first started teaching, but I still feel them. And I can start to really feel them when I get burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I do do know, I think this will be a very relatable conversation for a lot of yoga teachers listening. And I think even for students listening, it'll probably be interesting for students to hear us saying this sort of thing. Cause like, I really truly think that if I put myself in the student shoes again, like they're just not necessarily aware sometimes of like, I also think that we're thinking so much about ourselves. They're not, they're just like, they're trying to move and breathe. Like, honestly, yeah, like just, that's what yeah. I remind myself. I'm like, they're just trying to get out make... of their head, yeah, yeah, yeah. have a good, good little yeah. session of getting into their bodies. And for a lot of people, they do want to sweat it out. They do, yeah. you know want to close their rings or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For me, something that, that has become really important in my, in my classes. And this is something that we we've joked about a lot about, we've talked about on the podcast, but I think it is really important as someone who myself is completely like, I went to a spin class recently and I put my phone in my bag because Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to my phone. You know, I'm on my phone all the time. And I do think that it's really, really, really important, at least in my class, I want people to disconnect from now for an hour. I really want them to. That is like really important for me in my class. And like as much as I joke about it and like I'm like, oh, it's so fucking annoying. It's just like we live such stressful lives. We really do. And it's just like Mm -hmm. there's we're bombarded with information. We're bombarded with news. We're bombarded right now with horrible news of, of genocide, of, you know, war of uh political strife like it is a hard time to be alive and you know it's not mm-hmm. like you know you, you the news is everywhere it's on your phone it's on the tv it's it's just it's a, it's just everywhere that like disconnecting like that and again moving and breathing that's the most important thing and if someone doesn't want to pull their shoulders or you know pull their shoulders up or down I just need to take a deep breath and realize that it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. You know, like, like they, they came here. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it matters only when I'm right, which is all the time. Someone. No, I think it matters when like, it comes down to like potential harm or injury or like, yeah, someone bene- like talks to you about some kind of discomfort or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone wants to 
you know, have a like an an advanced physical practice. They're like, you yeah. know, like that's not the goal for everyone who like, like not everyone wants to. I was going to name a pose. Like not everyone wants to have like a you know a bind in their extended side angle. Yeah, or whatever, or like you know? not everyone wants to like, do handstand or yeah, yeah. So. But everyone does probably does want to get out of their mind for a moment. And so if, what are, if we could just regulate their breath and, you know, create an environment for that to happen, I think that's a great place where to start. I think this is like a really, really good question to kind of end this discussion, which is like, what are the three like if you're like, OK, someone's coming to my class, I'm Gianna. I'm a yoga teacher. These are the three things that I want them to experience in my class. What mm-hmm. would they be? I want them to experience present awareness. I want them to feel supported, but also challenged. Like I don't want to mm. be, I don't, it's, definitely supported but with the right amount of challenge so that the that it encourages growth you know it's i don't want to coddle someone to death unless it's like a different format class i'm speaking in vinyasa terms only right now Mm -hmm. so present awareness and cultivating that focus and then that support and a little bit of challenge i guess these are all kind of compounded and then lastly um I do really want them to start to link the breath with the movement. Mm-hmm, like I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's what helps cultivate presence. But I know that um, for me, that took a little bit longer to find. But I breathing know is my- the hardest part. It took yeah, it really took me a really long time to find that connection to my breath while practicing. And the way I cue is very breath focused. So I, you know, I almost always have an inhale and exhale in my verbal cues, even if I'm having, if I'm holding a pose for a couple of breaths, I'm still, you know, I won't say every inhale and exhale of that holds, but I'll still say one more breath in and then exhale, release chaturanga or whatever it is. So I always cue that last breath before a transition, because it's very important to me to always maintain the linking of the breath and the movement. Um, what about that. you? What What are your three? I know mine were long, but no, no, no. I yours think can that, be too. <laughs> I think that one is like that. There's some kind of educational element mm-hmm. where they learn something physically about their practice that is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is a sense of lightheartedness and um, joy, and like a like a little laughter. Um, and I think that just comes out naturally with my personality like I I like I want it to be fun but I also want it to be serious like I want it to be mm-hmm. I want it to be both of those things um what was the first one? Oh, educational uh joy. I want it to be joy, lighthearted joy. lightheartedness and three would be to reg- to, to to use the yoga practice to help regulate their nervous system do you know I I love all three of those and I want to I want to change mine because I think the present awareness and the breath can be one and I want to add mm-hmm. in I want to add in the lightheartedness because I we do it in such different ways but I agree with you that this is like one of the top three like tenets of what I want to bring because I 
I am such, like we said, like a serious teacher. Like I, I, I care about mm-hmm. the tradition and like conveying it in my own way and whatever, but I also am like stupid, like I'm goofy and I don't think people know that. And I think it's really helpful in making the practice accessible if you don't take yourself too seriously. And I too love seriously. that. Yeah. And I love that you do that. And I, I do it too, my own way. And, mm. you know, we have this yeah, podcast I think that's something... to do that. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing about yoga. Yeah. I think that to something that I have struggled with personally in, um, in my life also as a younger child, which is like, you know, about this, which is like, I've always been the performer, like have like, I've always been like, put on a show, like, you know, be the entertainer. And Mm -hmm. so in my classes, that's something that I did, I think so much of when I first started teaching and then I went to the other direction. Like I want to be a really serious teacher. I want people to take me seriously. And now I find myself, which is, I think the healthiest place, which is in the middle, Mm -hmm. which is like, again, that's where the edge, like I want it to be fun, but I don't want it. I don't want it to feel like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like whatever. It was just like, oh, this is just a show. Like, I don't want that. I want it to be entertaining and I want not entertaining. I want it to be lighthearted. And I want it to be educational. Like I want them to feel lightheartedness and also like a deep connection with themselves. Yeah. Like that there's some kind of meditational aspect that there's some kind of like, you took this time to take care of yourself. Like mm-hmm. having that, like the yin and the yang for me. Yeah. Is I think when I'm the strongest as a teacher. I agree with you. And I think this could be a tangent, but I just think it's so important that we reiterate the interplay between those two, because I do think it helps. I think having a sense of humor or lightheartedness will really help with your growth. Because I think if you take anything too seriously, especially as a beginner, like you could, you know, set yourself up for a little bit, not a failure, but of like disappointment. Cause I know, um, I know people who've tried, you know, if they're really athletic, I'm thinking my like runner friends or my weightlifting Mm -hmm. friends, you know, like those people who've tried yoga for the first time and just been like, nope, not for me. Like, and because they're so serious about like, they need to do this a certain way and, you know, whatever, like, but if you could just like kind of be playful about it and allow some space for, you know, your own growth within it without like the expectation of like, I need to do this perfectly from the first Mm -hmm. time because I should be able to, and, you know, having that expectation. Um, I think that's super, super helpful in that realm for growth, but to even thinking about our social media and the podcast, you know, I think sometimes I can get in my head about like, Oh, you know, we joked about gonorrhea or whatever mm-hmm, on our mm-hmm. on our podcast arena. I, I, but I just want everyone to know, no jokes aside, I have had gonorrhea twice. <laughs> I don't but have it like, anymore. Okay, we like. But I did say, have it twice, and if you if you STD shame me, I will murder you. Thank it's, you. It's STI anyway. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I just like, got tested. I just want everyone to know I don't have gonorrhea. Call the papers. Okay. I will call the papers, but my point is like, sometimes I'll get we, in my we head. Talk, we, then we talk about gonorrhea <laughs> for okay, the last then five minutes. Saying that, oh no. my God, you can't play. Talk, we talked about gonorrhea on the podcast. Well, then I'll get in my head. I'm like, oh, are we serious teachers? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We, we're fucking humans and we can say stupid things. Sometimes we're not going to be these like picture perfect people who are like putting on a facade or a show because 
because, you know, I, I think about the image I portrayed on my yoga teachers as like a teenager and young 20 something year old. I thought they were like these godlike people who could do no wrong, who have achieved some level of samadhi and maybe they Mm -hmm. have, I'm not saying, you know, that they're the ones I've met. No one has, (laughs) but I think that's, that's I think they're actually regressing. (laughs) I think that's kind of my point is like, you know, I think there's something to be said about, about keeping it real, you know, and, and and having that humility. Absolutely. And I think that that also comes, you know, we're talking about our Instagram. I mean, oh my gosh, we could talk for another five hours. Like the people who comment, the people who comment, people commented recently about like, so I, like I did the the 20 year old Domitark and she was like, I feel like this is ageist. And what I really want to write is just like, have a fucking sense of humor. Do you know what but I mean? Like I, I it, it, yeah. when 99% of the people understand it's a sense of humor and like that comes really back to the beginning of the conversation, which is like, like 99 people can like it and one is going to hate it. And that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, just as a side note for everyone out there listening, like Bradshaw and I have been doing this for a while. I'm on year nine. I think you're like 11 or 12 years. I don't know. You're, oh, you've mm-hmm. been teaching longer than I have. I, that's all I know. And um, like we've, We've said cringy things in our past when we were oh trying God. to like give a Dharma talk. We half the time, we've... like we're literally talking about us. One time, I don't know if I have I told you the black, Wait, white, uh, gay, black story. Yeah, l- no, let's okay. do this. Okay, so what's the funny thing about yoga? Okay, you well, here's talk about. I think like have I not told this? You told something similar, but not this okay. exact example. One time when I okay, this is you're gonna like everyone that's listening to this is going to cringe. You're gonna fall into your seat. So I was teaching and I was trying to say that like yoga's for everyone, and I go. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or gay or black or gay. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That was his Dharma talk. That was my and Dharma so- talk. And I was like, they people were looking at me like, and where are you going? And I was like, okay, well, where are you going? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I've had some really cringy moments yeah. as teaching. I've, but I think that that's part of like growth. Is this like, it's not, it's not like a linear everything, you know, like I still will say things in class. I'm like, well, that was not funny. So we're moving on. I know. Um, I made such a bad joke the other day. Oh, this is not even, this is not my funny thing about yoga. But the other day, this, this fell so flat. I was teaching a power class and in the power class, it's, it's uh, formatted just like a, fast-paced yoga class but they at this particular studio want us to do like body-based workouts in between Mm. some of the flow segments so I was talking in the beginning I was like we're gonna do a lot of anterior core you know (laughs) side core back core I was like just talking about the core and I like said core so many times that it was like dumb that I was like and listen if you don't walk out of here with a six-pack today just go to Vinny's and like no one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one laughed and I was like okay that was so bad Binnies you mean berries Binnies like the the beer distributor but like the alcohol play oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if you don't yeah it was bad yeah see? that was bad and that's bad okay that's well very, but, for anyone not in Chicago it's like where you can get beer I was like go you know if you don't walk out of here with a six-pack go to Binnies and I'm like I shouldn't have 
made that joke in a yoga yeah, and, class. Then, like, it's then, so like, not appropriate. It ha- just and then it like out. happens and you're like, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> it, and then you're like, and then it, it's not like you can walk out. So you're just like, okay, well, we're here for another hour. I know. I was literally like, I'm going to oh. go over here. No, I made a joke about how that was the worst joke. And then people laughed. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. It was so bad. I actually think and that's then- the funny thing about yoga. <laughs> this is my funny thing about yoga. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll save the story I was going to tell for our next podcast. So, um, yeah, I think, I think this, oh, go on. No, I just want to close out the episode and say to all yoga teachers out there that like, again, just reiterating that like this job can be hard. Like we can be insecure. We can be overthinkers. We can be obsessive. We are humans and we can spiral sometimes. And I think that it, it does make me feel better talking to other teachers about this kind of stuff because you can feel alone, mm-hmm. I think, if you don't talk about it. So just know that we all mess up. We're all imperfectly perfect. And, you know, do your best to stick to your values for your teaching and, you know, teach from there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're gay they or straight or white. <laughs> or gay <laughs> or lesbian if you're a lesbian then you're probably gay and then you're lgbtq plus <laughs> or you're rich the, pre- the premium version nice okay. house or you're like a bad house or you're like in the shack in the street uh, okay. if you do drugs or you don't do drugs if you smoke a cigarette if you don't smoke i don't care Just so you're, you're still welcome and you're we welcome accept you. like, the way we accept you but like we don't really accept you but we do accept you and like we like diversity um, okay we are officially dumb <laughs> all right and everyone okay. bye <laughs> see you next right, time bye, everyone love you